Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, get ready because we got a very special, lucky 13th episode of the 1973 podcast. We're joined by the greatest tag team in the podcast and biz, the boy Tom, my boy Ed, and we couldn't get the elusive phantom, but we did get the right under me, the son of the phantom. So we're going to get going. We're going to rock and roll. Um, now, Dylan, you have your own podcast. So let's, uh, if you want to give it a quick plug, tell everybody a little bit about you and where they can see you. All right. Underdog Sports Podcast is the name of it. We got a Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, where we do a podcast episode every week. And then sometimes we do like quiz videos and stuff like that. So it's a Underdog Sports Podcast. Yep. And you can, and you can find that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, talking all things sports, so we're sharing the love, we're getting people involved, and we're gonna add a add a fourth one this week, and we're gonna see. You know, we couldn't get like I said, we couldn't get the phantom, we had to get the mini phantom. So here we go, so, <laughs> <laughs> son of the phantom, no mask, unfiltered. We're gonna rock and roll, Ed. We're gonna start with you. We're gonna go with this week's emails. What do you got for us? All right, I got this one. This is coming from Gary from Troy, New York, up there in the snow belt, man. Thanks for sending us the email. Uh, Hey, guys, I like last week's episode with the new guy. I think this was probably an email from about two weeks ago then. Anywho, I want to get your thoughts on the brand-new WWE world title belt. Thomas, I'm going to throw this one to you first, man. All right. I kind of like it. I mean, besides the look of it, I like them bringing the belt in because – They've got so many guys that they're not doing anything with that. I mean, Seth Rollins is probably the best wrestler on the uh, any of their shows, and he's really hasn't had anything to do the last few weeks. So this gives him something to do. AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, even though he may be leaving, his contract's up. I mean, just gives all these other guys like Lashley, gives them something to do, gives them something else they can build towards. And eventually, if they want to have him uh, go up against Roman Reigns and – if I mean I don't think I would I don't know why they would do it, but if they ever wanted to combine the belts, all three of them, I mean have have a battle. I mean, it, I like it. it. It seems to me my take on it is I don't know if uh, Dylan will agree with me. It, it seemed like it was on its way to be unified with the Universal Title and the World Title, and when McMahon came back in the fold, it kind of got maybe the plans got screwed up to do that, and they kind of that that's kind of the buzz that I heard about it. And it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, kind of like a wet fight. It didn't really uh, grab the way it wanted to, and it all falls with the Vince McMahon being back in the the fold of things. So I don't know if it had anything to do with Cody winning eventually or or what, but uh, something – I like the look of it. It's kind of a hybrid of uh, like a WWE look and the uh, WCW Big Gold at the NWA Big Gold that Flair had. I like the look of it. I just don't like the concept of what they're trying to do with it. I think there should only be one world champion. And the cool thing that they could do, and I uh, mentioned this to the Phantom all the time when we talk wrestling out, uh, is they should have the champion be the only guy that goes between two shows. Like, it's almost like a traveling title. You're the only guy that goes through, you know, to both shows. You're, you're like the the crown jewel, the marquee of both shows, and you can get challenges from both shows. And if you get beaten, that guy becomes the champion to go between both shows. The only guy that should be on both rosters is whatever that 
that title holder is almost like it's a territory almost but dylan thoughts um i i like it i like the design and everything i just don't like the way that they made it like all right they got now three world championships and the third one's like lower than the rest because it's like almost like a i don't know if it's like you, no one can touch roman so they're gonna give you a little pity belt i guess yeah 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 a consolation gift yeah, exactly. yeah. So um we'll we'll gonna move away from the wrestling talk and get right into our uh our usual um coverage of the, the playoffs and perfect for you to jump in with this, Dylan, because uh we're gonna before we get into the games, we're gonna talk NHL draft, a lot of controversy around the draft, seeing it might might have been rigged, Blackhawks, toe drag released, Connor Badad. They already uh, had a massive amount of ticket sales getting sold. All the pink hats are coming out of the woodwork. So I'm going to throw it to uh, uh actual Blackhawks fan. Dylan, want to take this one? All right. Yeah. Um, oh, it's – we just got really lucky, I guess. But I don't think it's rigged. If it was rigged, that it would be Arizona's pick because yeah. they can't even sell out, like, a college arena. Well, so, that, like that- – that was one of our uh, talking points a couple uh, episodes ago about the old fix was in with Biz talking about Arizona getting that uh, getting that pick. So it looks like that didn't happen. But Tom, what do you what do you think about the uh, Hawks getting that pick? I mean, I'm glad. If it couldn't be, I'm, I said anyone but Montreal, so I'm happy with it. But um, it looked a little fishy with how it came off with uh, weeks on ESPN. But I mean, I have no problem with it. I don't know if uh, with tape delay or whatever, if, you know, a lot of people stream, if that, you know, that's kind of like a, a thing now where there's a lag in some some of the feeds. And, and uh, Ed, what do you think about Chicago getting the first pick overall? I mean, I, I'm going to say that I don't think that, uh, that um, the Coyotes were ever going to get them. I, I, don't think, I don't think that that's a stable market for them. So why are they going to, why are they going to, you know, rig something for a franchise that's potentially going to, you know, I'm not going to break it here, but could potentially go to Quebec. Yeah. Uh, you know? now, now, with that um, that being said, do you think that there's any chance of Patrick Kane re-signing with the, the Blackhawks just to come back and uh, play with him, or you think that he's uh, he's done, or is that wishful thinking, Dylan? Um, you know, I hope he comes back. That'd be great having him like mentor him. But he was saying earlier that he doesn't really want to go back because they're rebuilding. So I can see where he's coming from. Tom, thoughts? I don't think I, – I, if they're going to spend money on Kane, why don't they just go out and try to get Austin Matthews, who I believe is a free agent. I mean, a lot younger. I mean, don't get me wrong, Kane's awesome, but he's on the back nine in his career. So Now, if you are um, Austin Matthews after that, we're gonna sh- we'll shift right into playoff talk right now. If you're Austin Matthews after that debacle, do you leave? You call quits and go somewhere else and test the market or what? I say yes, because I think they're just, there's going to be so much pressure. They're like the Red Sox before the Red Sox broke the curse. There's just so much pressure that builds up you season to season. And that the longer they go without winning, the more pressure it's going to be on the bigger name players. And it's kind of going to stop the, the bigger name players from going there unless you throw some ridiculous amount of money at them. So uh, Dylan, what do you think? Austin Matthews stays or goes? Um, I I don't know how much uh, 
how much money Toronto's going to have left over because they're paying paying a lot of guys, Marner, um, Tavares. Um, oh, who didn't score any goals in the playoffs in the second round? Just tossing that one out there. This is true. These are all 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 Just true stories. That out there, That's true story. <laughs> uh, so we'll. What do you think of? Let's talk that series. What Florida? Are they legit? Pretenders? I think so. Tom, hot right now. Yeah, I think they're legit, but I think Carolina takes them in six in this next round. I, I like uh, the comment that Paul Maurice made after the. Uh, after the series was done, he said that everybody on the uh, Carolina bench, he he coached them when they were players. I thought so. He it kind of like saying like, in joking fashion, I know all their tendencies. So it, it was kind of funny to, to hear him kind of say that. But uh, so, you think uh, they're all done? They've they've gone as far as they possibly can. You think Carolina's legit? Ed, I think Carolina looks really strong, man. I, they looked unstoppable. They only had that one game yeah. where where Jersey beat them eight to four. Um, I, they just looked unstoppable. I, I think that this. I think it's a series that's going to go seven, and I think it's going to be like that. That's that's my that's my take on it. Don't Both good think. teams. Yeah, Panthers play real gritty with uh, Kachuk, so they can make anything a series. It, it's amazing what one. They already got rid of Bruins in Maple Leaf, so. Yeah, it's amazing what one uh, move will uh, do for a team as far as like that Kachuk trade, how, um, you know, it just turns the whole team around. Like, you know, get them in the playoffs and look what happens. I mean, Bennett, him, Reinhardt, Gudis. I, I mean, they, there's some heavies on that team as far as like the way they play. And, uh, you know, Anthony Duclair has got a little bit of talent and, you know, he's had stints of, you know, really good games. And then uh, what's up with Barkoff? You know, uh, Phantom Senior says he's hurt. And I said, I'm just waiting for him to break out. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's like the most skilled guy on that team. And he hasn't even contributed at all. Just imagine if he was healthy, what he could do. So thoughts? Ed? Well, I I mean, I think that as far as like what we were just talking about, I just think that um, I think Florida just has much more grit. And I, and I think that it's going to be a really gritty series to take this, what Dylan said. I, I just think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going seven. And, and I mean, I just think that, you know, they're both just really good teams. I think it's going to be really, really good hockey. And, Fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. It's going to be fast. The bodies will be flying everywhere. I mean, the that internal clock in your head. I mean, those guys are not going to have very much time with that puck until somebody's yeah. on top of them to, you know, to go on top of what Dylan was saying about you know, how they've been playing. They, they really are a gritty team and they really are just, they, they finish their checks. They, and they, and they really are just a good team. So. Like, you know, like you were saying, Andy, about Barkov, I think he's their most talented guy. I think teams are game planning him. So he hasn't really had, I mean, I think they're just taking him out of the game where it's other guys have had to step up. I, I think uh, a lot of people forget that Reinhardt and Bennett were back to back in the in the draft, and how they ended up on us on the same team is kind of miraculous. How you know shuffle the deck a little bit with trades and look at what you get, and now it's you know some kind of formula is paying off. And uh, you know there's a formula to it with with uh, you know when you get into the playoffs, you cannot play that finesse game. You've got to got to play heavy and hard and and throw all those hockey cliches out there. Win every shift heavy on the forecheck, you know, pucks deep, bang them, all that stuff. 
But uh, stay, let's get pucks on net. <laughs> all the throw them all out. There. I mean, there you go. That would just round it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's switch to the West. So, what do you think of the the night series against Edmonton? Do you think uh, think they're gonna pull off the miracle and and eliminate them, or or what? Or do you think Edmonton's got some life? What do you think, Dylan? Um. See, I had Edmonton going far in my bracket, but my bracket's a mess now, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, Vegas is playing Welcome really, to the club really now. good. Yeah, ruins. <laughs> but Vegas now is that playing that was really the one that ruined it for me. <laughs> Ed was out in the first round. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had Bruins going first round. Avs going first round. So it ruined everything. You were saying about the uh, the Vegas series, though. Thoughts on on that? Is do you think Edmonton's all done? Do you think Vegas has got uh, got their number or what? Yeah, I think Vegas is a much deeper team than the Oilers. What do you think, Tom? It. Yeah, I I I picked Vegas to go to the finals against the Bruins, so I'm gonna still go with them. But and I think I'm I. For the life of me, I've been saying this for the whole series, but I don't know how you start. Now they throw Aiden Hill in with the injury to Broussard or whatever the hell his name is. But I, for the life of me, I still don't know why they don't play Jonathan Quick. I mean, I don't know. and at the it's... same breath, I don't know why Edmonton hasn't switched to Campbell. I mean, Skinner has been, whatever they pulled him, three out of the last like five games, I think he's been pulled. It's for the life of me, I don't understand why they just don't go throw Campbell in there. He's played pretty well when they while they've had him in there. I mean, Grant, don't get me wrong, I'm a I'm a hockey East guy, so I'm a Campbell fan. But what do you think? Ed, you, you think that uh, Edmonton's dead in the water, or you think? Uh, no, Vegas... I don't. I don't think so. I think that they showed a lot of spunk. I, I really do. I, I really think that they've been really stepping it up. They've been throwing the body around. It, they kind of go against what we talked about a few weeks ago about them being kind of soft. I mean, they've been throwing it around. I mean, they, you know, they, they are not taking, they are not stepping back at all. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of the Knights very much up until right now play. Um, so my eye test on them, I, I don't have that much on them. Same thing with Edmonton. I just think it's going to, I think it's going to be one of those series that's going to go seven. And they're doing it without that. How dirty that series has been. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were, I was just yeah. going to get to that with the, uh, the slash, well, you want to call it a slash? What do you want to call it, Tom, on dry sidle? Go ahead, take it. It, it's a dry. You oh, it, was a, it was a slash, but I'm not even talking about that. It's just that that slash was ridiculous. And then the thing with uh, Evander Kane kind of jumping on the dude when he was down, throwing punches when the guy was down and had his pretty much had his back turned to him. And then the cup check that they did on uh, Kulak. I mean, it's just, it's just been a very chippy, very dirty series. I, I like Evander Kane's quote, though. Did you see that? No. They interviewed him after the game, and he said, well, when you fuck around, you find out. I love it. I love it. He said it right to the media. Yep, I love it. More of that, please. I There's a, there's a golf clap for you right there. But, uh, I just – I just, it's, just nice it's just nice to see some some bodies flying around. And, and you know, like, the thing about it is to go back to the Kane fight. I mean, I, I did think that that was a bit over the top. I mean, it, it you know, I mean – is there really a need to throw kidney shots like that? Probably not. You know, I mean, you know, but again, you know, to, to use what he said, fuck around and find out, you know, and I mean, you know. We're going to kick it to Dylan for a guy that's fought a lot and uh, gotten in a lot of scraps. 
uh, led the league in penalty minutes for a goalie. Take it, take it, Dylan. What do you think? Uh, I like it. I like it. Playoff hockey being the best sport on the world in the world. <laughs> so you were you were saying that uh, it, this isn't really uh, a, a lot of chance to talk hockey on your podcast. So here you go. You got a you got a forum. So you gotta you get it all out, son. You got a oh. got a whole season to get out. I know, I know. Playoff hockey is just so much different. I try and tell the other guys in the podcast, you got to put on a game, you'll instantly get sucked into it. It's so good. So many hits. I The hit total for um, the Leafs game was like in the 60s, like high, high hits for both teams. Yeah, it, in the and score, the, the Leafs teams. series, for people that think that the, the, the score doesn't reflect the shots on net, that that game could have been 6-5 with the amount of shots that they had on net. It was 50 shots at least. So, I mean, give credit what credit's due. All those games were tight. Even, you know, if, if you want to kick the the Leafs, they would, they it could have went the other way a little bit too. So, I just think that out of the teams that deserve to move on, I think Florida deserved. They put the better effort in game to game for for what they got for a result and and uh there's one more series we haven't talked about. It's the Seattle Kraken series in Dallas. Thoughts on that series, Dylan, before we go to the other stuff? Um, yeah, it's a really weird series. Uh, going into it, I like stars all the way, pretty much. But the Kraken just stay with them. It's really, really pretty much random who's going to show up for, yeah, right. uh, for that series each game. Tom? So I know it's like blowout and back back again one goal uh i think it looks like it's what going seven because last i saw tonight seattle was up three one so uh, they're now yeah. four to two with uh 16 minutes left in the third shots on goal just, right now are 26 to 18 seattle surprised the hell out of me i'll see i'll play off so i mean i'm yeah. i'm an ottinger fan and to me i thought he was the best goalie remaining in the playoffs but you're only as good as the team around you so i mean i'm, I'm kind of rooting seattle now Go ahead, Dylan. They pulled Andre this game. Yes. So, Ed, Ed you're watching the game as we speak. Yeah, I'm watching the game. I mean, it just looked like I, I, I popped it on. You know, since I had to go out and be an adult, you know, like get like groceries and stuff. You know, I didn't get to watch it from the beginning. Um, and it, but it just looked like Seattle just is really just they were one or two steps ahead of what, what Dallas is right now. And, and just a disclaimer for the ladies that you know our female audience, Ed is uh, doesn't have any clothes on from the waist down. Just just say right. yeah, yep. Yeah. He's just a visor, and that's it. A visor, a <laughs> megaphone, and the <laughs> the rest is uh, kosher. <laughs> so, so to- tomorrow's Mother's Day. We want to give some shout outs uh, to all you mothers out there, especially the mothers we know. We, Tom, you got some uh, shout-outs for the week that you'd like to uh, mention. Just one wish a happy Mother's Day to my wife and uh, Kelly and my uh, mother-in-law and anyone else out there who's a mom. Um, Tom, uh, we're going to go this week with your uh, fancy picks of the week. Uh, do you have uh, something that you yeah. – uh, go ahead. Yeah, my uh, i got to say my pick last week was – I was – I did a pitcher and a batter each, and the batter I did really well. He led the. He was out of all the players in the uh, for hitters in the league. I think he had the second most points. He had twenty four, and uh, I believe it's Glabar Torres had twenty five points for the week. There's still a day left, so tomorrow. So he Marcus Semyon did well, but my pitcher of the week 
sucked. Uh, he, he was supposed to pitch twice. He he got scratched because of a bad back, and he's actually supposed to pitch tonight. I don't know how he's doing, but uh, this week, my pitcher of the week is going to be from the Houston Astros, Frambert Valdez. He's got two starts this week against uh, uh, two two subpar teams. I believe it was Oakland, and I, 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 didn't, I wrote it down. I can't see it, but he's got 57 Ks going into this week. He should get probably 18 to 20 strikeouts between the two uh, games. And then my batter of the week, I'm going with the uh, two-headed monster of uh, Trout and uh, Shohei Otani. They both have seven games this week. They play Baltimore and Minnesota. I think they're both going to uh, just have big weeks, huge weeks. Baltimore's pitching is terrible, and Minnesota's is hit or miss, and I think they miss Minnesota's best pitcher. So that's that's who I got. So I was at a uh, deck hockey tournament uh, with the kids this weekend, and uh, a couple of people were talking about the podcast, and they were asking me different things about it. I just wanted to mention that uh, there's a Facebook page. You can get us on Facebook uh, weekly. We we'll do this every week. It's mostly out by uh, usually every Monday. Um, you can leave comments. You can drop us an email. We try to read at least one. I get it, you know, four to five a week. Some I can't read on the air. Uh, they're, they're too over the top. Um, I keep it positive and funny and keep it moving. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. And just like, subscribe. Uh, we have a conversation about uh, watched hours. And if you can get us to 4,000, we'll, we'll really appreciate it. And uh, the subscriptions every week are going up. That's a positive. And uh, the Facebook page has been hot this week. Uh, I try to post uh, on there also different things that we're talking about and uh dylan one last time where uh where can we find the podcast uh youtube instagram tiktok underdogs sports podcast cool uh tom we're gonna uh switch over to uh uh pick of the week for albums cds all right my uh cd of the week is Soundgarden down from the upside nice oh, down on Good the one. upside i'm sorry yeah yeah uh Awesome album came out in 1996. Uh, Chris Cornell, unbelievable vocals. Uh, some of my favorite songs. It's a 16 album track, and some of my favorite songs were "Burning on the, in My Hand," "Blow Up the Outside World," uh, "Pretty Noose," and like underrated song for me is Ty Cobb. And if you're lucky enough to ever find the Australian bonus uh, tour, the, it's from their Australian tour, the bonus CD that comes with this. It has six extra songs, including "Fell on Black Days," oh, and cool. uh, just phenomenal. It was from this. Their, uh, uh, it's live. It's awesome. Nice. It, that that album's uh, pretty popular as far as their albums go. Um, a lot of good songs on that. I mean, if you're not a Soundgarden fan, there's probably three that they play in heavy rotation on the radio. Uh, Chris Cornell, uh, you know one of those gone too soon kind of, kind of deals. Uh, great voice. Uh, that band is really good. Had a chance to see them more than once. Uh, saw them when they were before they were popular and then saw them when they kind of reunited and, and really good both times. Very solid band, very tight. Um, uh, as far as uh, Dylan, I want to ask you um, a little bit of wrestling talk. Did you end up watching any of the backlash? Um, I caught a little bit of the the street fight and then the main event. Overall, overall thoughts on the the pay per view as as a whole. 
Um, not bad. Not Triple H's best, but nowhere close to work. Yeah, a couple of surprises. A couple guys came back. Uh, Carlito came back. Uh, Savio Vega came back. Problem. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, did you uh, were you surprised with the Cody Rhodes uh, Brock Lesnar outcome from that match? I figured Cody would win. I just wasn't sure how it would happen. Uh, they set up a second match, so I guess uh, they'll probably have another great match at, was it, Night, Night of Champions next? Yeah, that's coming up uh, soon, and uh, AEW Double or Nothing's coming up real soon, too. So I, I heard there might be some surprises for that, and uh, they just signed a huge deal with uh, Warner. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's like 2 or $3 billion deal, something something ridiculous like that possibly their own streaming network um tom did you happen to see the Carlito return or the the cody match yeah well i didn't see it live but i did see uh the vid some video of it on uh twitter yeah carlito he got a huge pop and I, what i liked was i mean i'm not a huge women wrestling fan but zelina vega getting a huge pop at home i mean that was that was i like stories like that i'm a sap yeah, you don't get uh, too many uh, real good uh, story moments in wrestling anymore unless, you know, it's it's kind of off the cuff or it was unexpected. But uh, the, the I guess the, the crowd there was, was pretty epic as far as uh, turnout because they've never really had anything. And they seem to uh, kind of play into the whole uh, atmosphere of, you know, being in Puerto Rico and who they had on a roster that kind of had roots there and, I heard a little bit of buzz this week that um, uh, Sasha Banks, a.k.a. what's her name, uh, Mercedes Monroe? Mon Monet. She, she signed with AEW on the down low. Who knows? Is that one of the surprises for Double or Nothing? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would rather see it happen and nobody know, but I don't know. Is that the person that they're waiting to beat Jade Cargill? Uh what do you think, Dylan? Did you hear any buzz on the uh, Sasha Banks signing or anything? Mm -hmm. they, they've been saying that ever since she started at uh, New Japan, since she came back. But I didn't I have because they usually have someone always saved up for a big pop of pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be their thing. And they make you wait till like one in the morning to, to see like two seconds at the end of somebody showing up and thoughts on uh the current wrestling landscape <laughs> i got nothing a big fat zero so i'll kick it back to you there ac <laughs> yeah, well that uh that, that went over well ed thanks <laughs> good talk thanks just keep us Best updated on, just keep us updated on the score do something sure it's, it's 42, 11, 11 40 left in the game. I went to the corner for the hot tag and you weren't there. You, I wasn't there. No, nope. you, the, you were on the floor selling, uh, selling. Yeah, yeah someone pulled yeah. his leg out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess we're going to have to wrap this up for this week. And I just want to say uh, thanks to uh, the son of the Phantom trying to pull up the hot strings this week to get the old man in here. But we couldn't, we couldn't. I guess we couldn't get uh, enough money to the uh, to the agent. He's uh, I think uh, maybe after July first when he becomes a total free agent. Who knows? But uh, Dylan, thanks. Uh, thank, yeah, oh yeah, it's always about it's always about the money with that guy. 
Uh, and uh, he's gonna get he's gonna come on with a mask on like Excalibur. We'll we'll call him Sock Face or whatever. <laughs> Seattle just went up five to two. Oh, there you go. See, there Ed, you, go, you check back in right at the end. There you go. We're, we're doing there the sign right off. When it's most just, important. There you go. You just cut right in. Go ahead, Tom. Dylan, do you want to plug your podcast one more time before we go? Underdog Sports Podcast every Friday should be up okay. on YouTube. Now you owe us. You gotta you gotta plug our stuff so we can get some kind of audience here. That uh, right. us, us older generation with the AARP cards, we we you know we we can barely make it up the stairs to do any of this stuff. So hey, speak for yourself. Well, you you got no clothes on, so just sit there and tell me the score. Hey, so gonna, hey look, don't make me don't make me take that off. You're wiggling for everybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the audience with the exception of my old lady is gonna be running for the exits. That's right. <laughs> so with that nothing being said, nothing. it's the fastest half hour that we do all week. So um I just wanted to say thanks to Dylan for coming on. And uh we're just gonna wish everybody a happy Mother's Day one last time and uh we'll see you next week. Later guys. Happy Mother's Day. Later, Later. everyone. See ya. Later.